Curriculum Associates presents Extraordinary Educators with hosts Sari Labaris and Danielle Sullivan. Get ready to hear tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your teaching, leadership, and drive student learning. We're here for you. Hi, this is Danielle, and welcome to the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Sari, and this week we are joined by Ashley Crabtree, who is our colleague and Director of Assessment Implementation at Curriculum Associates. Well, that's a mouthful. What does that even mean? (laughs) Lots of important things. Uh, No, but we were really excited to talk to Ashley about something that's very buzzy right now in the education world, and that is why it's so important for assessment and instruction to be designed to go hand in hand and be linked. Yes. And I think sometimes, even when I was a teacher, I would get overwhelmed when I thought of assessment. There's so many different kinds of assessment. And I think in the education world, we are over using terms, but if I like how Ashley simply explains in linking assessment into the instruction of what you're teaching will save you time. And it's what you're able to know exactly what your students need. Isn't that the dream of everybody? Absolutely. And added bonus, it's what's best for your students also. So (laughs) uh, we started off with asking Ashley what she's been up to. So here is our interview with her. Welcome, Ashley. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. So Ashley, tell us, what have you been working on lately? Oh, that's a good question. So I spend a lot of time working with districts and teachers and uh, talking to them about the importance of the linking between assessment and instruction. So let's talk about that. How are assessment and instruction linked? Like, what do you, what does that even mean? Well, it's really important, right, that these two things operate hand in hand. We want um, assessment to help us better understand what students know and can do, and we want instruction to uh, reflect the assessment. We want these things to um, to better help educators understand what students can do and what students need next. And when assessment and curriculum and instruction are linked, um, that's the best way to find information and to discover that information and efficiently and to help educators move on to instructing uh, students in the best way possible. Absolutely. Definitely what's best for kids. And um, Ashley actually just wrote a blog about this exact topic that we will link in the show notes. But one of the quotes that stood out to me, I'm just going to read it is ideally assessment should be in service to instruction. And when instructional changes are made, they should be reflected in assessment. And I think that's so powerful because a lot of times, you know, teachers are just thrown, use this program, use this, use that. And, and you don't, you might not have the the decision power to, to, you know, decide what you're doing in your classroom, but just having the mindset of understanding like the rationale for why you're assessing your students and how you're going to use that data in your instruction is just such a powerful place to start with. That's right. Yeah. You know, we scores are not as meaningful if we don't have an understanding of of um, the, what they point to. And so if instruction is not linked to assessment, it sort of makes the assessment uh, not nearly as useful because um, you know we we don't we aren't able to make it, the interpretations from those scores that we could otherwise. I mean, my favorite part of it as being a teacher, I taught in New York State is when we got the state assessment a full year after we gave it. And it wasn't linked to anything. And it was, and then they gave us a full day of professional development to analyze the data from our last year's students. Like, I mean, that's a waste of time, right? So exactly. what I'd love to know too, you hear a lot of words, buzzwords in education. It's just frustrating. So can let's break down why criterion reference data is going to be more helpful for teachers in this 2023 world. 
Yeah, that's a really great, that's a really great, great topic because, you know, with criterion referenced assessments, they are really doing what we're talking about here. They're linking to some sort of standards-based predetermined criterion, right? So when students get a score, again, with the hope of making meaningful interpretations about what students can do and what they need, um, we understand with, with the linking of a score to a criterion, um, what skill set those students have, what they know, what they can do. With a norm reference assessment, um, you know, students are compared to their peer group. So a student can um, be, you know, very, very successful relative to their criteria, relative to their peer group, but not actually have the skills and knowledge that they need to be successful in the next grade or the successful in the next unit or, you know, whatever that test is, is measuring. And is it an interesting norm? So for comparing kids to their peers, hasn't the entire world suffered with COVID? <laughs> so if we're using <laughs> yes. peer to peer right. measurement, are we actually knowing what kids need and how to close any of the unfinished learning gaps? Like how is that a helpful assessment if we don't know what the North Star is, right? Right. It's not helpful. It's not helpful, especially today, especially today. We really need to be able to measure students against what they're supposed to be learning and what they need to learn in order to be um, their best selves and also to, to succeed in their next steps. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you could have, I could have a, I could have a child and my teacher says they ace the, the test, but if it's, if it's norm based that they used to compare to their peers, but they still right. might not need know what they need to know to be successful at, at grade level and beyond, right? That's right. That so. interpretation is essentially meaningless. Right. Like, right. what does it mean to be 50% on the test that every child failed? Like, it's just so confusing. Like, you need to know what do they need with the standards that I'm teaching. So if you're interested in learning more about this topic, we have the amazing blog that Ashley wrote. And there was also a recent podcast episode um, published by the 74 called Class Disrupted Shakeup in the Assessment Market, where education experts Diane Tevener and Michael Horn talk about student assessment and why it's so important that assessments are linked to instruction. So we will link that episode in the show notes, but really powerful stuff there as well. And thank you, Ashley, for being on the podcast. We would just love, I'd love for you to just share why should educators care about this topic? I mean, sometimes before I'd be like, oh, assessment, eh. why is this important? That's right. It's important because with uh, when assessment links to instruction, first of all, it saves teachers time and it allows them to really focus on the kids. And that's what's most important. Um, but also it allows us to focus on every kid. When we have a criterion reference assessment that's linked to instruction, we know what every student needs next in order to be successful. When you have a norm reference test or a test that's not linked to instruction, we get information en masse about students. And so, you know, with criterion reference assessments, you know, educators, educators get more and they get more to help every kid. And that's what's most important. And I think you said the magic words, save you time. And the other magic word, what every child needs. Well, we appreciate you. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this podcast. But thanks so much for joining us. Sure. That's it for today's episode of the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Please leave us a review where you listen to podcasts as it really helps us reach more educators like you. Follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Associ and on Instagram at MyIReady. If you have feedback, a topic of interest, want to be a guest or have a question, email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We're here for you.
So until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates. Editing by Danielle Sullivan. Social media by At City Hannon. Guest booking by Sari Liberis. Music by Mark Bernstein. This podcast is copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Associates and on Instagram at MyIready and send your emails to extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. 